listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Mark and Neanderthal, with whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Nobody. Outstanding. Good talk. Mark and Neanderthal, who's this? This is Alan. Alan, welcome to the radio program. Unfortunately, your caller number eight, but caller number seven hung up. So you're a contestant in middle school. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't pay attention to numbers. There we go. We're going to get you enrolled in Mark and Andrew Paul's middle school. Here come three questions. Get two out of three correct, and it's impossible for you to not do so. You're going to see Monday Night Raw at the Talking Stick Resort Arena. Are you ready? Ready. I'm thinking of a number between five and seven. What is it? What is the third day of the week? Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I tricked you on that one there. What color is the sky right now? Dark. Yes, well done. Dark is not officially a color, but we'll go with that. All right. Congratulations, you're going to Monday Night Raw this Monday over at Talking Stick Resort Arena. Hang on the line. And that's exactly the kind of effort I'm putting in today. On a Friday. You're putting in the same effort. Don't what do they say? Don't buy anything manufactured on a Monday or a Friday. Now you know why. No Mark today. As he is uh taking care of uh well, he he's got an honor, but it's a reluctant honor. He's got a friend of his that passed away and he is off uh in New York speaking at the funeral, the services, which is uh again a reluctant honor, but so we wish him all the best, and he'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, I will try to do him justice as I present to you a tale of stupidity. Remember, there can be only one as we go to Florida. Oakland Park is where it is. <laughs> you say Oakland and Florida together? You know it's going to be fun. 54-year-old Curtis Miller is uh, apparently either homeless or, or a little bit down on the skids a little bit, down on the outs, because... He's one of two men that were contesting for what is known as a dump cart. Maybe you've seen this every once in a while. This is where some people, they go around and they, they forage for other things. You know, I, I refer to them in my neighborhood as the sand people. They just show up. They steal all your stuff in the middle of the night when you put it out to the curb. And then next thing you know, the neighborhood is clean again. In any event, in Florida, Curtis Miller had his eyes on a dump cart. Unfortunately, he was not the only man who coveted said cart. Another man had apparently already claimed in. He said, I owe you, I owe you that cart. That one's mine. Dibs. Claim dibs. It turns out the victim, his name is Todd Beavers, and Miller was a little hard on the Beavers. As they went through their dispute over the dump cart, Miller realized there can be only one and drew his katana, which, for those that don't speak Japanese, is a Japanese broadsword, often wielded by samurai. A fracas ensued. The beavers hastily retreated. And Curtis Miller walked away with the dump cart. Well, unfortunately, what Curtis didn't realize is the entire incident was being recorded on video. So Miller vacated the uh, the establishment, ran away, threatened to return. But in fact, he was easy to track down. And that's why we know there can be only one Mark and the Underpaul dumbass of the day. Hi, this is Eric Bloom of Blue Oyster Cult. And I think that was a beautiful story you just told. Hailing from Tucson, our guest today began his career playing every dive bar that would have him. Best known as Miranda's donut-eating boyfriend on Sex and the City, you've heard others' voice. 
through him, as he's often heard as Sam Kinison, Christopher Walken, and Gene Simmons of KISS. Appearing tonight and tomorrow at CB Live, please welcome Craig Gass. Yeah, I tried to put something oh, professional together, yeah. but I don't have the kind of budget that the other, the other morning show has. Sam Kinison, I miss that guy. Yeah. yeah. I heard, um, of all people, Bob Costas interviewed Sam Kinison. Oh, I'm sure that probably went well. It was amazing because Bob Costas used to do this, um, he used to do a late night show after Letterman. It was uh, Johnny Carson followed by Letterman followed by a show called Later with Bob Costas. Yeah, which eventually, which eventually, uh, what's his name got from MTV? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, so everybody that Bob Costas would have on the show would invariably at some moment in the interview go, oh my God. How did you know that? They, he just was very thorough, Bob Costas was. Right. So when I see that he's going to have Sam Kinison on, I thought, what is Bob going to know about Sam Kinison? And Bob lays this on Sam. He goes, Sam, when you first came to Hollywood, I used to watch you back at the comedy store. And back then, your entire act was based on that day's obituaries. And I remember saying to myself, you know what? This guy's smart. But he's too dark, and he's never going to make it. And Sam went, oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, I used to uh, – and he explained the bit. Apparently, in his early days of stand-up, <laughs> Sam Kinison would grab the obituaries right. from that day's newspaper, walk on stage and go, hey, folks, my name's Sam Kinison. I want to thank you guys for coming out. Uh, thanks for supporting stand-up comedy. I'll tell you a couple of people that you won't be seeing here tonight. And he'd open up the obituaries and just start reading off people who just died. It was like, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Esther Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, she didn't catch the bus. But um, if you want to see her work, she's going to be uh, displaying it on Sunday at Evergreen. Oh! Beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be back here because uh, I grew up here in Arizona. So whenever I do shows here... This brand new place, CB Live, is going to be loaded with uh, musicians uh, and then friends I grew up with who uh, some of them turned it around. Some of them didn't. <laughs> Does this give you, you know, we were talking about this with Mark, uh, who's not here today. It's Mark and Neanderthal, and uh, now it's Mark and Craig Gass. I mean, Paul and Craig Gass are Mark and it's, there's a bunch of voices. It's Paul, Craig Gass, and, and Gene, Gene Simmons, Simmons from KISS. Yes. Yeah. If you miss any part of this morning show, go to kissonline.com and pay 19.95. Absolutely. So we were talking about uh Mark's uh high school reunion. Do you have an opportunity like were you one of those guys in high school that was voted most likely to be arrested, most likely to be in a casket by this time of your age? Oh yeah. And now do you lord your success over the people that you went to high school with? Is that why you come back home very often? Well, it's balanced out by the <laughs> fact that I never finished high school and I went to high school for a long time. Really? I had multiple senior years. Did you really? Yep. And I got to go on two senior your trips and I, <laughs> I went on and I attend the reunions for each of my senior years. So you so, were redshirted essentially is what I happened. was redshirted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I actually I come back and attend the reunions from each of my senior years. And there was this feeling that I wasn't going to survive. And there was no question that I shouldn't have. But uh, I managed to turn it around. And and it was crazy because I started doing impressions of people on the radio and it brought all those people to me, and right. they all started finding me. Like Gene Simmons was so upset with my impression of him that he he got on a plane, name dropping. Yeah, uh, Gene Simmons got on a plane and flew to New York to confront me live <laughs> on the air about my impression of him. Yeah. And he said, "I just want to clear the air that that is not me." And then while he was in the studio, 
I started making up products to sell, and he kept clarifying, by the way, that's not me talking. That's the comedian. No, yeah. it isn't. It's me. No, it's me. No, you shut up. You shut up. You shut up. And everyone at home is like, who the hell's talking? And I found out incredibly that the one guy on planet Earth who loves making fun of Gene Simmons more than anyone else is Paul Stanley. Sure. Paul Stanley tracked me down and loved me and said, I want you to perform. Kiss. And I actually ended up performing. And it's weird. I ended up bonding with the band, with their management, and right. with their road crew. Now my problem is Kiss fans. <laughs> well, that's that's not a unique problem. Kiss I mean, fans. I don't want to tell you you're not special, but... I got in trouble with KISS fans when I performed on an event called the KISS Cruise, which is 3,000 KISS fans from around the world. I met a girl on the cruise who was the cruise director, and she said, oh, my God, you're the comedian. You're the guy from uh, Family Guy and, right, yeah. and King of Queens. Do you want to do a funny announcement on this ship tomorrow morning? And I went, oh, did somebody give you the 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 the, the intercom for the entire ship for the entire? And I said, is everyone, game on? She said, does everybody get to hear? I asked her, is everyone going to hear it? And she said, oh, it gets piped into every cabin. There's so a, it's like 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 when you're in a homeroom in school, yes. it's like the it's like the the the, the office announcements. That There's day. a speaker behind your pillow. Okay. So if you're not up yet, this is what you get woken up to. Three thousand Kiss fans at sea got woken up to. Bing bong. Hey, everybody, this is Paul Stanley, <laughs> and this is Gene Simmons from KISS, and we have a very important announcement. Do not panic, but we have a very important announcement about the KISS cruise. It seems that the KISS cruise has just hit an iceberg. Now, keep in mind, when I said we've hit an iceberg... We're in the middle of the Bahamas when I said that. <laughs> There's no reason for you as an intelligent person to go, this ship's going down. We're all going to die. We're in the Bahamas. Right. But do not panic because KISS is going to take care of everybody. We actually have three packages to get you off the ship. First, we have the platinum package. It's $5,000. We put you in a life raft and you have your own private photo. Nice. Kiss. Then we have the diamond package. Isn't that right, Paul? That's right. The diamond package for $10,000. We throw you in the ocean with Tommy and Eric and then Kiss floats by on a raft and we do a private acoustic show in the ocean. And everything I said was stupid, but apparently two or three of the passengers actually ran to the employees and said, is Kiss really going to charge us to get off this boat? They really thought <laughs> that we were going to sink and that Kiss was going to charge everyone to get off the boat. But so, and, the, and the interesting thing about that is I don't believe, you know, in the, in the climate that we are now in 2019, I don't believe anything is unbelievable anymore. Like we can get, we can, I mean, if, especially when it comes to kiss, yeah, they could say anything about anything and people would be like, yeah, I think so. That's not, yeah. that's not beyond the realm of possibility. What's funny is that I've had some really in, random, crazy things that have happened, some circumstances in my life. And people will like second guess that. Like, you know, that my, the reason I've always been able to do voices is because of how I grew up. I grew up here in Arizona. Uh, well, my formative years were here in Arizona. My whole family is deaf. My mom, my dad, and my sister are all completely deaf. We moved to Arizona so that my sister could go to ASDB, the Arizona School for the Deaf and the Blind. Right. And, um, there are people who go, are they really deaf? And I said, that's not a joke. That, no, that, no. And, and it's funny because usually when you bring that up, I'm like, well, they haven't had the misfortune of having to hear your act. <laughs> you know, that's usually that's, that's, our, that's our stock line over yep. the years. I mean, but this time I thought I would reserve and not use it. <laughs> when so I, I won't use it this time. When I got to open for Metallica, uh, there was, yeah, name drop that. <laughs> Lars Ulrich, 
Oh, another one. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was sort of encompassed under the, the umbrella. Of Introduced me to the rest of his band and uh, and had me. He goes, hey, man, this guy does impressions. Come on, do some impressions for some of the other guys. Huh? And I start doing impressions for the guys. And, and his singer looks at me and goes, how would you learn how to how to do that? Did you, did you just practice? Or? And I said, no, it's I don't know if Lars told you about my family, but I grew up in an unusual situation. And Lars goes, dude. His whole family's retarded. I go, they're not retarded. They're deaf. Oh, they're like, boy. dude, his whole family. They go, no, they're deaf. They're not. You're getting the whole story wrong. But yeah, it's it's because of that growing up in a deaf family that I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV. Yeah, you're like that. Uh, what was that TV show that used to be on HBO? The one where the guy where Brian Ben Ben was in front of the television and his entire reality was based upon upon. Uh, 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 was it Dream On? Was I think it was called it was Dream like On? A, he was like living in a reality show. No, was no, it? yeah, he was like everything that would go on in his life would be kind of like he would equate it to what he saw on television. Oh yeah, and that was me. That yeah. was totally me. But yeah, that's the whole show this weekend is just a lot of impressions, stories about people who I do impressions of who try to run into me, and it's going to be a lot of old friends coming out. It's CB Live this weekend. CBLive.com. Hang around. I'm here. Let's hang. Mark in the Interpol, 100.7 KSLX, but uh, uh, Mark is not here. He's attending to, he's doing a, a, he's participating in a reluctant honor. He's got a friend of his uh, that he went to college with who passed away, and he's been asked to speak at the, uh, at the, at the, you know, the funeral. It's not really a funeral because the man was Jewish, so I don't know what they call it. It's like a, it's a, it's a time, it's a service, whatever service and stuff like that. We can actually explain this whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. This is Gene Simmons from KISS, and I can tell you in great detail, and some of the details will shock you. But it'll cost you forty nine ninety five. Go to kissonline.com and click on my codpiece. I'll tell you all about it. Boom. Craig uh, Craig Gass is here in the studio. He is playing at CB Live uh, this weekend, which is a venue up there uh, up at... Um, Desert Ridge. Desert Ridge, yeah, right off at, uh, off the 101 at Tatum. So Brand if you want to go to the... I find it convenient that you're playing uh, tonight and tomorrow night, but uh, let me get this straight. You're a big Seattle Seahawks fan. I am. They're in town on Sunday. What? You do not have anything on your schedule. Oh, my God, it's open. You have time to go see the game. Oh, my God, you are right. And, uh, <laughs> well, how convenient. Even cooler is the Seahawks getting to town tonight. Right. And, uh, so are you going to believe me? You're going to go drinking with the Seahawks? Is that what you're doing? No, a bunch of the guys from the Seahawks and from their front office come out to my shows. Oh, that's cool. They come out to my shows. And so it's like you'll see uh, Randy Johnson. You'll see uh, you know, guys from Megadeth and some of the Seahawks in the audience sitting right next to my old Coke dealers. From- <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's pretty it's well, fun. It's very convenient. It's, yeah. like, it's like old home week. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really awesome. You know, it, the weird thing about doing impressions of people is how everybody who knows those people intimately will come up and go, hey, I got a story for you. Maybe you can use it. And Gene Simmons has a lot of people. Trying to who work for Kiss, right. who have worked for Kiss, who are always trying to tell me stories, and the stories are not always flattering. There was one. No, guy, that's that's what they want to do. They right. want you to, and they want you to do it in his voice because that's the only way they can get back at him. Get, re- yeah, was, get revenge on him because they're they're on the payroll, so they're leakers, is what they are. There was a musician in another band. I can't say the band because I know I'm going to get that airplane sound again. <laughs> uh, but he was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and uh, he <laughs> here we go. No, no, I'm not going right. to say it. We don't, and, play, we don't play the Chili Peppers. And, Nobody will get the reference. And he's play- <laughs> and he's recording an album, and he said, hey, the guy who owns this recording studio is a big fan of yours. Do you mind if I put him on the phone? And I said, of course. And the guy says, dude, 
I love your impressions, especially your Gene Simmons, because he was the first guy to ever screw me over in this business. Oh, boy. And uh, I want to tell you a story. Maybe you can use it. He came into my studio a few years ago wanting to produce an album for some new artist that he had signed. And at the last minute, Gene Simmons wanted to switch and move into my largest space for the same amount of money. And when he showed up, he said, did you get my message? I want to use Studio A. And I said, I did. I actually called you back. I don't know if you got my message. But someone is using that studio, and I asked them if they would switch, and they said no. And Gene goes, do they know that Gene Simmons from KISS is right. here? And he said, you know what? You can ask them if you want, but I'm not going to ask them again. Okay, where is Studio A? And he goes, it's all the way down the hall. It's the last door on the right. Gene Simmons goes walking down the hallway, opens up the door, looks inside, and sees the Wu-Tang Clan recording an album, <laughs> and then slowly closes the door, walks back up to the front, <clears throat> and goes, <clears throat> right, where's Studio B? He never even opened his <laughs> mouth to the Wu-Tang Clan. And the right. other story that blows my mind is a friend of mine who worked with KISS who said, I can tell you for a fact that when I was on tour with KISS, Gene actually hooked up with Miss America while we were on tour. It was the reigning Miss America mm -hmm. at that time. She came backstage, ended up on Gene's bus. Gene hooked up with her. The next night... Gene hooked up with a whore, a girl that was such a mess that even the guys in the road crew went, oh, my God, did you see that girl? The next night, they're in a town that is so small that the band and the road crew have to stay in the same hotel. And this they're guy slumming. The band is slumming. The, the band is slumming. And the guy is telling me from his point of view, he said, I just happened to be in the bar that night. And I just happened to turn around as Gene Simmons was walking through the lobby. And he's dragging this enormous girl with him through the lobby. Which, by the way, a lot of people don't know this. Gene Simmons likes them healthy. He has, he, a has huge, that. he has a huge fetish for Ann Wilson, of all people. You know what? And this comes back to that. <clears throat> yeah. Because this guy is telling me, he goes, I'm watching Gene, who I just saw with Miss America a couple nights ago. Now he's with this large woman. Mm -hmm. He gets in the elevator, pushes the button to his floor. Then he notices me in the bar, folds his arms and goes... Oh, yeah. Bing. And then the door is closed. <laughs> and he said, the next day at Soundcheck, I walked up to him and I said, Gene, did you, did you look up with that girl last night? He said, of course. And he goes, Gene, didn't, didn't you hook up with Miss America the other night? And Gene goes, Steve, listen to me, okay? I'm going to give you some valuable advice. <laughs> you can't have filet mignon every night. Sometimes... You got to go to McDonald's. It's the worst advice you yes, can give yeah. a young man. Like, just have sex with anything. Just, just have, have at it. Just have fun. Just go out there and get all the herps you want. Whatever. Yeah. Just, just have there's a no, party. There, this is Gene Simmons of Kiss, and there's <laughs> no accountability at all in your life. Why no. not? Yeah. By the way, my Gene Simmons is not Gene Simmons as much as it is my impression of you doing Gene Simmons. I That's what we do as friends. How flattered I am. <laughs> and I, I have a funny story about uh, my bad impressions when we get back. Uh, All right. But I'm at CB Live this weekend. CBLive.com. Tonight and tomorrow night. CB Live for some fun comedy. Uh, he is just shilling away.
the Standing on the Corner Festival uh, kicks off, I guess, today up there in Winslow, where if you go up there and you want to visit and uh, celebrate all the things about Standing on the Corner, uh, you can check out the uh, the Glen Fry tribute statue that uh, yours truly and my, my heterosexual life mate Mark installed up there a couple of years ago, the Mark and Neanderthal gift to the people of Winslow. That's awesome. uh, you can check that out. That now that the Standing on the Corner Park now has two two statues on it, one of which oh, wow. some say looks like Jackson Brown <laughs> and some say looks like Glen Fry for legal reasons. Um, and that's what they do. So that festival kicks off uh, today. Go on up there and say hello to Mayor Tom McCauley for us, who is a good friend of the show. Just as Craig Gass is also a good friend of the show. Uh, we've been friends for a long oh, time. I didn't even get a I didn't even get the sound for the oh, name yeah, for me. Yeah, well, no, you're <laughs> we'll give you that. We'll give you the little 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 fanfare music for you. Um, so Craig and I have been friends for a long time. Craig Gass will be in town here uh, tonight and tomorrow at CB Live right up there at Desert Ridge. And um, one of the things that, that happens, and you, as you know, every radio show has the guy that does the serious guy and then the guy that does some voices and character voices and stuff. Sure. And I have copped to it over the years that, that my impressions are always – your impressions, my impression of you doing it. it's like once removed, like like six degrees of separation from yeah. from Kevin Bacon, that kind of a deal. It has got to be annoying, A, to walk into a radio studio and have that morning show voice guy try to imp- imitate you. Not at all. It's flattering. And secondly, how often do you run into people that are like, hey, Craig, Craig, listen, I can do Schwarzenegger, too. Come oh, yeah. on. I'm right here. I'll Come get, on. I'll get off stage and people go, hey, I do a walk and hi, how, hi. They just they make like little sounds, you know, yeah, like and he's having a seizure. You know, what's funny is uh, hearing the peripheral stories. The guy who taught me how to do my Gene Simmons impression works for Aerosmith. He's been a friend of mine for almost 30 years now. OK. And he's been working. Uh, no, he's been he a friend taught of you the impression. He taught me. The impression. How do you get? How do you be? How you? How are you taught an impression? I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is the advice from my friend John, who works for Aerosmith. He said, "Watch Benjamin Netanyahu. It's the same oh, voice." There you go. Are you talking about John Bianelli? Yeah, John Bianelli. There you go. There. He's not really famous, but he's, Hi, he's the is, guy that sets everything up for for Aerosmith before shows. This is Benjamin Netanyahu. From Kiss. It's the same voice. <laughs> well, there's a crazy thing that's... It is very close, yeah. There's something crazy that's happening there where John and I, for years, when we would call each other, that is the way we talk to each other on the phone. As when, Benjamin Netanyahu? He, when he picks up the phone, he'll go, hello. Hi, John, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And he'll go, hey, Gene, what's up? Not much. Listen, I hope you don't mind, but Aerosmith's entire catalog is available for forty nine ninety five at kissonline.com. Oh, that's awesome. Well, 10, 15 years ago, Kiss put a tour together. Yeah, with Aerosmith. With Aerosmith. Yeah, I remember that tour. John is in the front office of Vindaloo Music, which is Aerosmith's management company right. up in Boston. Uh, uh, someone answers the phone and says, John, it's for you. And he goes, okay, put him through. He picks up the phone. He goes, hello. And he hears, hi, John, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And he goes, what's up, you fat Jew bastard? <laughs> oh, and there's boy. a long pause. Wow. And he hears, I'm sorry. And he goes, <laughs> Craig? <laughs> and there's another long pause, and he hears, no, it's not Craig Gass. This is Gene Simmons from Kiss. Now, listen, I have a question. He went right to his question. It was amazing. But, yeah, I'm known as a guy who does voices because of how I grew up. I grew up in a deaf family. I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV. Right. And I never got an accent from the Bronx, which is where I'm from. And everybody in the Bronx sounds like Tracy Morgan. Everybody in the Bronx? Talk like this, whether you black or white, male or female. It's crazy. <laughs> Hi, 
Hey, this is the voice of your next door neighbor, and I'm a Vietnamese girl. That's crazy. Like, everybody sounded like that. Right. But now. Which all sounds like a slightly effeminate. It does. Uh, <laughs> a, a slightly effeminate uh, Al Pacino. It does. Oh, boy. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Everybody I goes up to. I can, I can do Al Pacino. Hoo-ah. I would make it really abstract. <laughs> hey, Al Pacino. <laughs> Hoo-ah. I would make it really abstract to where I started doing a character on the Stern show, which was Al Pacino's baby, where Al Pacino had twins about 15 years ago. Right. And we would talk to the babies on the air because it's it's radio. And you right. go, man, you're Al Pacino's baby. What do you like to do for fun? Uh, I like to pee. You like to pee? <laughs> I love to pee. <laughs> My mother, Beverly D'Angelo, whenever she changes my diapers, I give her a quick squirt. Hoo-ha! <laughs> she likes it because she's a whore. It was terrible. The whole idea yeah, was crazy. Yeah, it's a bad idea. I call my friends in Tucson now that I grew up with, and I'll say, hey, man, uh, I got this offer from Family Guy, or I got an offer from Disney. They want me to do this voice. Can you tell me how this sounds? And I'll get defensive when my friends are critical, as they should be. Well, you called them and asked them for that. Yeah, and I, and then I'll get defensive, and they'll go, that doesn't sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I'll get defensive, and I'll go, well, it's not... It's Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> after a bad car accident. <laughs> that way I can get away with. That's not Arnold. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger after a bad car accident. So I always tell people, like, listen, there's some impressions that I just can't do. Like, I can't do a Mark Wahlberg impression, but I can do something I call. Out of breath, Mark Wahlberg, which already lowers your expectations. Well, of course it does, yeah. Out of breath, Mark Wahlberg is just, <sighs> guys, are you serious? Yeah. You better watch out. You got to help me. There's a car accident out front. I got to get some bodies out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, I'm right over here. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah that's on. not annoying feel, at all. Feel it, feel it, feel the vibration. So there that, you go. That doesn't that, get it. That's See, the whole. I just want to say that your, your Mark Wahlberg is absolute garbage. I thought that was yeah. CC DeVille. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's it's a like, spot on CC DeVille. It's exactly who I was doing. It's kind of like <laughs> Sebastian Bach telling me, like, he tried to do impressions and then he told me an amazing story about how Gene Simmons was cheap to him when I asked, has Gene, again, not a unique story, not a unique story. And I said, I said, Sebastian, has Gene Simmons ever been cheap to you? And he said, dude, that guy, I went to his house and he has a kiss museum in his house, which is true. He has yes, this he giant yep. thing that's dedicated to every piece of kiss merchandise. And I walked in and that guy had a bag with like 100 kiss cell phone covers. And I said, dude, what the hell is that? And Gene goes, that's our new promotion for Kissmas. It's our new Kiss cell phone covers. Oh, boy. Can I have one of those? I wish I could, but if you go to <laughs> kissonline.com, he wouldn't give him one piece of plastic. Yeah. That is the show you're going to see this weekend at CB Live. It's I do a piece called, I think Gene Simmons is going to kill me, that, uh, yeah. that I think you'll get a kick out of. So come out to CB Live this weekend. It's one show tonight, two shows tomorrow. All the info is at cblive.com. It's Copper Blues Live, but it's uh, cblive.com is the website. Excellent. Craig Gass, thank you for coming by and hanging I'm so out excited to come back here no, and see good. you, man. Thank Always you. good to see you, man. Morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? 
you really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey, dude, good to go to. 